Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 186 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. The three S's to mompreneur with ease. This episode is an interview with Megan Moran, who is the founder of the Mompreneur Podcast Studio. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. I am really happy that I'm bringing you this interview today. And I'm just going to keep this really short and sweet because we cover a lot in the episode, including how Megan became one of my biz besties. Aside from introducing you to such a sweet soul like Megan, I'm happy that I'm bringing this conversation to you because as a bonus mom myself, a bonus mom to one boy, he's 13 years old and I've been in his life a long time, I know that momming and shopkeeping can be hard at times. We love our kids, but we love our businesses too. And finding the time to do it all while still making ourselves happy, well, that can seem impossible at times. But both Megan and I have worked on this a lot over the past probably six years, maybe longer, and I genuinely hope that this conversation is both relatable and that it resonates in a way that helps you on your journey if this is you, if you are a mom and you're trying to run a business or maybe more than one business all at the same time. If you listen and find this podcast episode helpful, please share it with another mompreneur, another mom who's trying to juggle it all like the rest of us. I would really appreciate it. And I feel like what Megan shares can be really helpful to moms. And I'm mentioning this because at the end of the episode, after I interviewed her, I just packed it up. So I just want to make sure that if you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, including a link to download the helpful worksheet that Megan mentions in the episode, you can visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 186. I hope you enjoy the interview. Okay, I'm really excited today. I don't do interviews often, although I think I'm going to start doing them a little bit more, but I'm really excited today because today I'm interviewing a biz bestie of mine, Megan Moran. She is the founder of the Mompreneur Podcast Studio. That's where we are now in Chagrin Falls, Ohio, one of my favorite towns. She knows this. <laughs> I use Megan as, as, as an excuse to travel out here just so I can hang out in the town. And I'm really excited because Megan and I have been friends for many years now. We have both watched each other transition quite a bit as entrepreneurs. And when I first met Megan, she was a stylist. She came to my home to declutter my closet because I was transitioning from a law enforcement to career career to full-time entrepreneur. So I'm really happy because Megan has some fantastic tips on how we can mompreneur with ease. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of my store owners who listen to the podcast are also moms. Not all of them. 
but a lot of them are, or some of them are bonus moms like me, and we're juggling family life with store life and life in general. So I really wanted to record with Megan here in her studio so that I could ask her for some tips on how all of you can do this better. Now, I do talk about this all the time on the podcast, but it's always good to hear someone else's tips and perspectives. So Megan, Tell me a little bit about your journey into mompreneuring. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, thank you for having me. I love that we get to talk together and shout out because you just got to talk on our podcast and were brilliant and shared so many amazing tips for you guys to listen to. So I'm very, very grateful for that. My journey is an interesting one. You obviously know this, Kathy, but I am a third generation mompreneur. And so I grew up not just with a mom and grandmas who all had businesses of their own, but also almost everybody in my family has a business of their own and they all range. My mom started as a caterer and then she moved into gourmet food products. My dad and uncle run my grandpa's business, which is a pneumatics, (laughs) very different business. We've got services, we've got all of the things. And so I really just grew up in this space and this mindset of first, our family mantra was do what you love and the money will come. And really just seeing that like freedom and fulfillment is available to me. And why wouldn't I do what I love and and create that into a, a business and and something that I can support my family with and feel really good about the way I'm serving others too. So my styling career actually started while I was a senior in high school. I saw my mom being present and productive. She was there for all my volleyball games. She picked me up, dropped me off from school. My dad did the same. And I was like, oh, I want that. And so I started the business as a blog, thinking I have a long runway between now and my kids, and I'll make it a well-oiled machine by the time my kids come, so I could be really present with them, but have this rocking business behind me. And please feel free to laugh with me, because I do too, (laughs) all the time. That blog quickly turned into in-person services. Those services ended up including a mobile boutique. And then my son Jack came along in 2019, and things changed. You know, how I, the time I had, the energy and capacity I had, the way that I wanted to spend my time and serve others changed. And shortly thereafter, we were pregnant with Sophia. We were pregnant with her the day the pandemic hit, March of 2020. And then I knew things were going to change again. My styling clients at that time no longer needed me because who was getting dressed? I knew I was about to be nauseous and I had a nine month old and another one on the way. And I really just started to feel that call of you're meant to do more. You're meant to do something different. You were there. I specifically remember voxering you in our whole house, pregnant with Sophia. Like, what in the world am I going to do now, Kathy? (laughs) Where are we going with this? And so, yeah, so that's why I ended up pivoting into this space. I had no idea what I was going to do. I just knew the core that I'm a mompreneur. I am have been in this world my whole life. I have a way that I can help people. And I just kept dabbling on how to help them, how to help them with their schedule, how to help them share and spread their message. And after doing our own podcast, we eventually got to where we are now here with having our studio and creating community for mompreneurs to find that present and productive lifestyle they crave. So it's been a long journey (laughs) to get to where we are. But I think that's a pretty succinct synopsis of it. (laughs) Yeah. And I love 
I love the story about your mom and how she inspired you because sometimes I did not grow up with entrepreneurs in my Mm -hmm. life. And I sometimes think when you are surrounded by entrepreneurs, does that make you think like, no, I only want to go corporate. I never Mm -hmm. want to be an entrepreneur myself. But I love that you saw what it provided in your situation with your mom being present Mm -hmm. and productive and she's an incredible entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. What is the name of her business? Because she does wholesale. She and I have does. a lot of store listeners listening. What's the name yes. of her business? So Deemery is her business. Um, the main products that she sells that she also private labels. So you could have it special for your store is a mix. It's a drink mix. And you put it with any kind of cocktail you want. Throw it in your freezer. In three to five hours, you have a slush. So a lot of wineries it's been great for. Gift shops, it's awesome. Especially if you have wine or anything else. Because you could pair the two together. Uh, yeah, she goes to all the wholesale marts too. So if you see her, say hi. Okay. And what's Diana. the name of it again? Uh, De Marie. Okay. De Marie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. And Megan's mom took really good care of us when I mm-hmm. attended Megan's retreat here in Chagrin Falls. Mm-hmm. Is that a year ago? Yeah. A year ago. July last year. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? She did a really good job of taking care of us yeah. with food and beverage and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. So as like, what are, and I think the reason I wanted to interview you is, Again, I can say all of these things, but I think it's really important for for my listeners and for store owners who are moms to hear maybe your suggestions for how to do it all. And you have like a three-step system mm-hmm. or three tips that you can share. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, yeah. So I uncovered uh, when I transitioned into this business and then had two under two like, how in the world am I getting it all done? People would ask me that all the time. I don't know how you do it all. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> we can, I'm not superwoman, guys. It's just a few things that I that I found were very important. And I uncovered that it's these three S's to mompreneur with ease. What I realized is when I always have strategy, support, and self-care in place, I view it kind of like pillars under a bridge. And if all of those are filled up, those cups are filled up to the top, then we're good and stable and everybody's feeling good. Everybody's happy. But when I start to feel off kilter and like overwhelmed and all of the things, I kind of look down below me. I'm like, Hmm, which cup needs to be filled back up in my business or in my life? Am I not having enough strategy around something? You know, in your business life, you might feel overwhelmed with marketing or, you know, maybe it's in your store's visual displays or the next inventory that you're going to buy or, you know, the finances of everything. Like I stop and I look and say, Ooh, am I lacking in an area here? And I need more, more support, more strategy around how I'm doing it. Some, you know, can some parameters around it. Then I look next to support. So do I have the support of my spouse? Do I need to ask and receive more support in terms of childcare or maybe a new software program I need to implement in the business to, to take a load off like an email, you know, system or things like that. Or even support of friends. Like, do I need to just go be with my girlfriends or Vox Kathy for a second and be like, I just need somebody else's brain, yes. you know, to take the load off. And then also the last one is self-care. And so that was another thing I really uncovered, especially when the kids were so little, was like, I need a second to be me, sans mom, sans business, which for me was really hard. Like, who am I if I'm not my mom for newer self? And so we actually started instituting then. Uh, my husband and I each have our me time nights. So Wednesday night is mine. And me time mornings have now turned into days now that our kids are a little bit older. But so Saturday mornings slash day, I have the day to do whatever I want. 
And having those things in place are great markers that, again, help me to stay stable. And when I'm not, at least it's a roadmap to look to to be like, okay, check engine lights on. Where can we fix things? This episode is brought to you by the Savvy Shopkeeper Quiz. As a shopkeeper myself, I've learned that there are action steps we can take during specific stages on our retail journeys that help us create efficiency and improve profitability so we can grow. But first it helps to know which stage you're in so I can help you determine what to focus on. Sign up for my newsletter and take the quiz to find out which shopkeeper stage you're in. You'll get a helpful Savvy Shopkeeper roadmap with a list of helpful podcast episodes and two free resources for where you currently are in your journey. If you want to take the quiz, visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash quiz. Yeah, that's such a great point. So I want to unpack them each a little bit here. So you said strategy, Mm -hmm. support... Self-care. Self-care. Funny that that's the one that (laughs) we forget, right? (laughs) How dare me forget that one. (laughs) (laughs) And I talk about that all the time. And people ask me that. I think I did a podcast episode that said, like, Kathy, how do you do it all? Mm -hmm. Because people ask me that all the time, too. A a brick-and-mortar store, an online service-based business, and a family Mm -hmm. and a home that I take care of and all of that stuff. And people ask that all the time. So I really want to kind of unpack this because I feel like you do this well, too. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that we're not perfect. It doesn't mean that we're super women. It's just that we've learned the strategies or the pillars to help us do this in a healthy way. So let's start with strategy. When we talk about strategy, what are some things that store owners? I also love that Megan had a mobile boutique. She's attended markets in the past. So Mm -hmm. you're familiar with America's Mart. So even though you didn't have a brick and mortar, you still have the retail experience Mm -hmm. and you did have a mobile boutique. Mm -hmm. So in terms of strategy, what are some things that you think store owners can do for that particular pillar? Yeah. So the thing that I really took over from my 10 years in styling and the boutique and all of that was the the concept that you know that I really played into in somebody's closet was minimal-ish, like minimalism in what we were doing, meaning that we don't need to do all of the things. We need to do the things that move the needle and are actually important. And so that's really what I transferred over into this business. And just looking at business and supporting people in general is, Are we kind of keeping up with the Joneses and trying to do it all? Or what are the few things that matter? And so, you know, in the the business, as an example, with the mobile boutique, I was going to market and I kind of knew what I wanted and what I needed to focus on. And I tried not to let shiny, (laughs) shiny things around me distract me. It's so hard. (laughs) And like, you know, I knew what was working for me. So I knew if I showed up at a show and I had the inventory that felt good and I had my message down, that's what I needed. Could I have done, you know, at the time Instagram was starting to be big. Could I have really done an Instagram strategy and try to blow up here and focus on an online store too and meet customers in this other space? I could have done, yes, 10 million things. But instead I was really focused on the few things that mattered most to me and made the biggest impact. And so that's what I, yeah, thinking about your business from minimalism and kind of what can you keep, cut, and add? What can you clear out? What drains you? What fills you up? 
those were a lot of the things that we first started to do, especially when we were uncovering what in the world I was going to do in this next iteration was, was honing in on, I, you will appreciate this. I had a big old spreadsheet <laughs> and I had all of these different columns. I'm telling you all, all there so that I could write these things down and see the clear picture of, oh, this is actually what matters. And, oh, you know, I can delete or delegate this thing. Right. I don't need to do it all. Right. I just did an overcome overwhelm challenge in Master mm -hmm. Shopkeepers. We talked about this before I pressed record. And a part of it is like pausing to take a look at all the parts and pieces of our business and ask yourself those questions. Mm -hmm. what, can, what can you delete? And I think sometimes we think we can't delete anything, but that's not true. Or what can we delegate? Or for the solo store owner, the solo shopkeeper thinks, I have to do it all. I can't hire. I can't afford to hire. But oftentimes, there's one little bit that you can delegate. Even if it's to a virtual assistant for two hours a week, there are things that you can hand off. So I appreciate all of the things that you said. Sometimes we just don't pause to yeah. look at all of the parts to make those decisions. And that's incredibly important. Mm -hmm. Even if you're only doing that once a year, like I also yeah. say to do like a deep dive into cutting your expenses minimum once a year, mm -hmm. twice a year is ideal, but once a year is great. Yeah. And I think this is important too, is to look at the strategy part and figure out what you can do with all the parts and pieces of your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had found that it was kind of a 90 day cycle it's like in 90 days, you have enough time to really get clarity on what in the world you're doing and then to take action on that clarity. But then by the time you kind of wrap up 90 days, it's like it's time to recalibrate. It's time to check back in and see, OK, am I feeling drained? Am I feeling, you know, fulfilled and lit up? Am I doing too much? You know, I've done this enough. Can I pass it off to somebody else or does it not need to exist anymore? And that was another part of my strategy that I just kind of recognized as an outside force. And and to talk about the pause too, you know, I think oftentimes, especially as overachiever, high achievers, we can <laughs> we can feel like taking a pause is like, you know, it's treading water. Like I can't stop, I'll drown. Like I can't do that. When in reality, that that pause gives you the the momentum to move so much mm. further forward. That little break, as little as if it's an evening where you sit down and just kind of check in. I always found that that analogy in my head was really helpful to see like I could drown or I can pause and then I can reach <laughs> the ledge yeah. to get to where I'm and going. And the thing is with store owners, most of them are listening right now and they're like, I'm drowning all the time. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, then why not gift yourself with a two-hour dinner by yourself right. or a two-hour afternoon at a coffee shop? I'm not even saying that you have to like book an Airbnb right. or get away for a weekend. Mm -hmm. You can just step away. You know, there's a, a nice little crepe coffee shop by my house. Mm -hmm. And for me, I know I can go there. And when I go there, I get super focused because I'm not at home. I'm not trying to do laundry. I'm mm -hmm. not thinking about all the things that need to be done. I'm sitting there with my laptop. No one is with me. So mm -hmm. I get super laser focused. Like, where can you go to do that? Mm -hmm. So if you are drowning, mm -hmm. and a lot of store owners are going to be listening and thinking I'm drowning all the time, that mm -hmm. kind of leads into the next one, mm -hmm. which is support. Yeah. What can you recommend for support? 
Yeah. So I, I view this and I'm also remembering too, I do have like a whole workbook thing that I'll give you the link to pass out to everybody Uh that I walked through all of this. So you can take this to the coffee shop and like write your answers down. Oh, that would be fantastic. Because in it, I, I had like the columns for support. So there's like, you know, the support in your home life. Like it could be as, as simple as do you need somebody to clean once a month or once a quarter, you know, one, one task, please. Or I've also thought to myself, like, buying a Roomba. Like <laughs> it's one little thing that at least I don't have to do it. We bought a $40, this like little sweeper vac thing. And it seems so trivial, but the fact that I don't have to get the electric vacuum out now. And when the 10,000th Cheerio is on the ground, I can click this button broop, and like zip it up. Oh, I need that. It's, oh, I'll send you the link. <laughs> we can put that in the show notes too. Yeah. It's like just little, little support. It doesn't have to be a physical person. Yes. It's great. If you can, you know, ask your spouse for coverage for something so you can have second to do whatever or maybe you have a teammate or maybe you need another one or a VA or like I said your friends or even finding like community for swap or trade there's so many ways to get support without thinking I have to trade money to get this which can be something that's a struggle as a business owner right we put out money for the inventory in the store and the set and the rent and like there's so much that you're putting into and it can feel drowning when you're like and I have to add another expense onto that right right. I see the ROI there and I love that so much of that is asking right we are super independent store owners I know you're listening and you're all shaking your heads like, yeah, I can't possibly ask anyone for help. But that's not true. I think sometimes we just have to step out or into that discomfort and ask for help. Ask our partners like, listen, I can't do the dishes and the laundry and the grocery shopping. Now, luckily, I have a husband who loves grocery shopping, so I don't have to do it. But, you know, sometimes you do have to ask, even if it's frustrating when you think, I wish I didn't have to ask. Well, the situation is what it is. If you need to ask, go ahead and ask. Mm -hmm. Ask people for help. Ask people for support. Pay for that software that's going to help you eliminate three hours of work from a week, Mm -hmm. do the things that you need to do to get the support because it is, it's really hard running a brick and mortar retail store by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, I think receivership is the thing that I've worked through a lot. It's so, I think for women, it's just a challenge, right? Like it's, we're not used to it. And I am like strong, like bull, like I, (laughs) I have a hard time. I'll do it myself. I can just do it. Don't worry. I'll, I'll put the whole world on my back. I got it. I'll take care of it. And then you get to the point of collapse and you're like, huh, I probably should have asked for a little help there. Yeah. So I've been working really hard. My friends challenged me on um, if anybody offers me anything, I have to say yes. Oh. And the amount of times after they challenged me for that, like we went to the library. This is a just dumb example, but it shows how deep it runs. We went to the library. I had 10 million toys because fun fact, you can rent toys from the library. I had these huge boxes. I am not a very tall person. And I have my two toddlers with me and the woman offered to to carry them out for me so I can make sure the toddlers are not running through a parking lot free, free for all. And I was like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. No, I got it. And then I heard my friend saying, you have to accept everything. And so I backtracked in the moment and just said, if you could get the door, that would be so helpful. Never in a million years would I have asked for somebody to open a door for me. Like that's 
just such a small example of how it's hard for us to receive. Mm -hmm. But just now maybe you can think in your head like support could literally look like asking somebody to open the door for you. Or letting someone open the door for you. And just say thank you. Exactly. We don't have to do anything else in return Mm -hmm. other than be gracious and grateful and just say thank you. I love that. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by my free resource, Open a Brick and Mortar Retail Store Checklist. If you're feeling overwhelmed, I get it. Get my checklist to help you get your thoughts and to-dos organized. Organized by topic, this checklist is the list I wish someone would have given me many years ago when I opened. Visit SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash open checklist, all one word, SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash open checklist. Sign up for my newsletter to get the checklist. So let's go into the third one, which I feel like is also a struggle for store owners Mm -hmm. is the self-care. I think part of it is as store owners, we think we have to do it all. So it consumes our whole entire day. I know some store owners are working 12, 14 hours a day. Now, if you love that and you thrive off of that, that's different. But for the people who feel like they are drowning in it, I think self-care is incredibly important and we think there isn't time, Mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily the truth. And I talk about time management a lot, but what can you say about self-care? Yeah. So what I struggled with a lot with this concept of self-care and me time is like, well, what in the world do I do? (laughs) You know, it's like we need our own, we need to build. And this is something in that worksheet that I'll give you like our own little bank of things to pull from. And there's different, again, categories based on where you're at. Like sometimes you need whatever your version of a warm cup of tea and a bubble bath is. You need something that's going to like refill your cup where your brain can turn off and you can do nothing. And sometimes for me, that's TV. I'm like a huge Stevie TV. Other people, they would find that unproductive and it wouldn't fill their cup back up. And so it's really figuring out and finding like, what do you need in each moment? Sometimes I need to go for a walk because I need to you know, burn off steam or some people love to exercise and like are avid runners and And so it doesn't have to be, yes, a spa weekend is absolutely amazing form of me time for me. But I think we each have to uncover what it is that refills our cup back up. And I think a lot of it that I'm realizing is I got to go back to kind of childhood stuff of, I don't even know if I ever really like played like that as a kid. And they always say that that's a good thing to do for your me time is, is like, go back to the things you did as a kid. Well, I feel like I'm having to learn to be a kid again. (laughs) So I'm just trying stuff. I got a coloring book one day and my own set of markers that my kids now have commandeered, but for the longest time, (laughs) weren't allowed to touch. (laughs) And just like, they think the stylist in me loved mixing and matching the colors to make a beautiful thing. I'm no artist, but it was something little and different that I can do that was like mine. And so I think, yeah, just thinking through like, what do you need in this moment? What type of self-care would refill you and rejuvenate you and also be willing to play like my husband loves disc golf and that's not my thing but it's cool he has a thing Mm -hmm. I like tea so I go to the tea shop sometimes that's one of my my me time things or sometimes it's just foxering or I love connections so yeah it's it's really just finding it can be something little or it can be something big yeah and I think a lot of people immediately go to that spa weekend well I you know I'm not going to spend mm-hmm. you know eight hundred dollars on a spa weekend or whatever it is and I get that but I do I agree with you that I realized on this journey for myself 
that it's the little daily things that mm-hmm. make a difference for right. me. The one hour walk, whether it's outside on a beautiful day or even on a treadmill, because I don't hate the treadmill. Mm-hmm. I prefer to be outside. Right. Or on the plane back from Portland recently, I grabbed my iPad and my GoodNotes app and mm-hmm. I practice hand lettering. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I've been trying to learn that. And that's kind of a time where my brain gets to shut down. I'm doing something a little bit creative. I'm still far from good at it. But I know from your sister-in-laws mm-hmm. that it's it's about practice. Yeah. So I just have to take my time with it. So it doesn't have to be anything huge. It doesn't have to be anything expensive. It mm-hmm. could be 30 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. But what's going to fuel you and make you feel better so that you show up as your best you? Yeah. I think that's self-care. Yeah. And I think what you mentioned, too, about like it could be 30 minutes a day or like you figure out whatever whatever your rhythm is. And so you might not have that little check-in every day or it might be different. Like maybe it's that one evening a week like we have where it's blocked on the calendar. Mm-hmm. It is my time. And so then I know that I can choose to fill into that whatever I need that week, whether that is, you know, going for a girl's night out, laying on the couch and getting to watch a show that I've been wanting to and to do it without the guilt. Because I think that's a big thing that comes in with me time and self-care is like you you're thinking about all the other things that you, quote unquote, should be doing. Mm -hmm. And you're like, how could I how could I do the thing? and do something else other than the business or other than this mom thing or the house thing. And so that's where I think too, like checking in with your capacity. Like there are times where I feel like I'm not being productive if I'm sitting on the couch because I physically have the mental bandwidth and everything to do something that needs to get done in the business or the house. And so that is actually more cup filling to me to know I've checked that off the list. And there are other times where like, I feel like I should be doing it, but my body physically cannot move. Like I'm crawling to the finish line and that's where I have to recognize my capacity and my bandwidth in that moment is only going to be fueled by rest, by taking that pause. And so I think there, you know, there's just rhythms to it and that like freedom to just intuitively feel into where am I at right now and what do I need? Mm-hmm. I love that. I love all of that. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And we're going to go ahead and wrap this up because yeah. I try to keep these under 30 minutes, but I feel if Megan knows, like we vox for each other all the time, we could talk for eight hours. It's never enough Straight. Time. Never it's enough never time. <laughs> but Megan, who started off as a stylist with a mobile boutique, now has a podcast studio, which is where mm-hmm. we're recording now. So where can people find you online? Where can they yeah. follow you and how can they connect? Mm-hmm. And... If you have a podcast or want to start a podcast, um, you're going to want to connect with Megan, too. You can actually book spaces in her podcast studio. Of course, I will share pictures of all of her studio rooms that you can book. So if you wanted to come here and batch record podcast episodes, you could. Mm -hmm. So share all the ways to connect. Yeah, yeah. So you can find us on Instagram at mompreneur underscore co, which I'm sure we'll have linked below. Yes. Um, So make it easy to click. Uh, And then you can go to our website as well, mompreneurco.com. You can find our podcast there where we talk about, you know, being a present and productive mompreneur, which Kathy is on. It's so exciting. Um, We also have a mompreneur directory. So if you want to, you know, share more about your shop on there, you can put your info on there and people can find you. Um, and yeah, if you want to come batch record your content, whether you want to start a podcast or you already have one and you just want that space to get away 
to come sit down and create and collaborate and just not have to have the whole weight of creation on your shoulders. You can come here, but you could do, you know, courses, your reels, whatever it is. Think of it as a little solo retreat place to get stuff done and then go home and be present. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. This I feel like this is way overdue. We've been yes. friends for how many years I now? Know. If we've never done this before. <laughs> no, we're going to do we We're going to start a side pocket podcast <laughs> as the two of us is coming great. Oh my gosh, I never we thought of that. that. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. If all of you could see our faces right <laughs> now, like we just had a massive aha moment. <laughs> we're doing it. It's happening. <laughs> Megan, thank you. Oh. I adore you. I adore our friendship so much. You have no idea. Mm. I I just really, really appreciate everything you've brought to my life over the years from the moment you decluttered my closet (laughs) until now. Um, Make sure you all connect with Megan. She is just, she's a light. I don't know how else to describe you. Just such a bright light. So connect with her and thank you for listening. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.